Hey everybody, and welcome to the Heart is a Muscle podcast. What are we talking about today, Jordan? Today, we are talking about how I'm awakening into my femininity, into my womanhood, and it felt like a really big deal. I mean, it is a really big deal, but it felt like a really big deal when uh, we recorded this podcast because it was fairly new. Uh, highlights of this episode include Joseph being the best, like the best partner. Uh-huh. Yeah, and also I fumble around for like meeting my needs. I practice trying to meet my own needs or advocate for my needs in this episode. Um, it's a little cringy for me to listen back on, but it's real, and that's that's what we're here to provide you guys. All real right, stuff. Enjoy, everybody. Okay, I hit record. Hooray! <laughs> Here we are. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so this is mostly just something that's been going on with me that I haven't really had words for or I haven't fully owned until now. So I wanted to share with you what I've been thinking and feeling. Awesome. Um, and... It's mostly about me awakening into my own womanhood. Yeah. I think Um, it's a good way to describe it. Where I've been, I like on a whole deeper level, on like an almost embodied level, I have been feeling. Like, I cannot go back to how I used to be as a woman in my place that I, where I used to play in the patriarchy. Uh-huh. Um, and, what, yeah. Can you describe where that, that was? Yeah, like, where my whole life revolved around being a good daughter to men in power in general like being a winning their admiration uh, of of men in general honestly even if they're not in power um that like everything that i did revolved around the admiration of men mm-hmm. so super subtly like if you if you would have asked me that i would have been like hell no Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to understand more and more how that was the case. Mm-hmm. And like how I hollowed myself out to um, make myself easier to love or harder to abandon. Like I used to be um, really ashamed that I had needs even yeah because needs were too high maintenance uh-huh. Uh-huh. and nobody likes a high maintenance girl <sighs> hmm. um and also like yeah there was two main things that i did like i would try to earn their approval mm-hmm. i mean especially my partner mm-hmm. and i would also stay silent no matter if they said something that hurt me because you didn't want to damage that approval 
Yeah, I didn't want to damage that approval. And also my experience, which is a true experience, is that when I start speaking my mind to men, even if it's very nicely, many of them have um, used that as a reason to distance themselves and shame me further. Like me speaking out about not being happy about the role that I play as a woman gets me more shamed, more criticized. It gets less connection. Mm-hmm. And so I find myself in this really hopeless space of I'm feeling all this pain, but I have no outlet. Nobody cares. Nobody's listening. And actually, when I try to talk about the pain that I'm feeling inside, it gets me, it brings me more pain. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you were... Or what do you think caused you to like not be aware of this in the past? Because I think there's a lot of reasons because of my trauma, how severe and like, uh, like, I don't know. It was set up that my whole world was about earning the approval of my dad, but also it's just, it's embedded in our systems. It's embedded in the media. It's embedded in so many movies we watch, like all of them, like it's embedded in the, the subtleties of the, of our society so much so that you just start thinking that's just the way life is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I ran across this today too, where when I was having that conversation with my coworker and even just bringing up like, you know, the vulnerabilities of, of some of these things and asking like, I know that you feel this, but why do you feel like you can't express this? It's just not how it's done. Like it's, it's not what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, says who (laughs) anyways Um, yeah anyways back to your story yeah like exactly that though like that's just not how it's done that's not what I do and also because if I try to it the times in the past that I've stepped out and I've tried to own my womanhood I've tried Mm -hmm. to speak up I've been shamed for that subtly and not subtly even by strangers yeah so it like sends my developing brain the message that like the patriarchy is just how things are and like don't try to step outside of that because we will put you back in line and it helps develop those protectors that really embody that message that uh eventually leads to all the self-shame yeah yeah exactly like um i shame myself i mean that that is my whole body image issues like if i lived in a society where small boobs were the tits like if small boobs were (laughs) great turn of phrase yeah like i would feel great Mm -hmm. like there's nothing inherently wrong with my body the way that it is it's just that society or the patriarchy capitalism values this 
one specific type of body. Yeah, I remember there's a thing you said a little while back. You were like, and hey, like small boobs are trendy now, so that's great. And it's just like, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's not a bummer that little boobs are are trendy, but like, <laughs> what the fuck is trendy? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is what I can't go back to. Whatever is trendy, like my worth being. Right being based on whatever's trendy like you can be like oh what a relief now i'm trendy so like i can feel good about myself yeah exactly mm -hmm. and so. so i'm not saying that i'm i mean i in some ways i'm just beginning the embodiment part of this journey like i have all these insights i know all these concepts in my head and now it's time for my embodiment to catch up with with what i know and so this is kind of why I wanted to say something to you formally because like, I'm really doing this. Um, I'm, I really am learning how to be myself and letting the patriarchy abandon me, like letting the world abandon me. I think the sad reality is, is the patriarchy has never embraced you anyways. Yeah, that's so right. You're, you are letting go of something that was never there in the first place. Yeah, it's never embraced anybody except maybe rich and powerful men. But even then, even like then, psychologically, yeah. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Even then, those rich and powerful men are trying to outrun the patriarchy. Yeah, and erase By the being the best of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've, I've realized, like, my fear of abandonment is what's keeping me from being my full self. And I'm, I'm afraid of being abandoned by the world. True. Like, I'm, I mean, but it, I'm afraid of being abandoned, even though the patriarchal, patriarchal and capitalist systems are fucked up in so many ways and have done very little to serve me. They are the only systems, or they are the, the systems in our society that have kept me safe so far. Like they're, they're, it's all that I know. Mm -hmm. And it's all that most everybody knows. And I've been afraid to really fully accept myself or to be myself because I will be criticized for that. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see really how much, because I think the times are changing. And I think the criticism will come from those who cannot see past their own self-criticism. Yeah. And those people who will join you in the embracing of your own power will be the ones who do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things of, I mean, I expect the same thing to find criticism when, you know, I thrive, but perhaps not because like I'm doing something wrong that the world is like going to turn against and like try and stop. It's because the world doesn't know any better. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's what I'm hearing from yeah. you too. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And actually it's easier for me to think of the world abandoning me or criticizing me than it is to think of you abandoning me or criticizing me because um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's closer in. And this is kind of, this is like a big step that I'm taking for myself is that me awakening into this and embodying my full self is the most important thing for me. Well, yeah. Touch back on what you, you just said, the difference between the world abandoning you and, and me abandoning you. What, tell me more about that. Like, why, why would I abandon you? Well, um, this is, it's like coming directly from my wounds. Well, and also experience, but those like my wounded experience, <laughs> uh, yeah. of this belief that if I am, if I do not perform admirably enough, you will leave me eventually for somebody who does. What would that say about me if I did? I feel like this is like one of the key turning things that's happening in my head mm-hmm. because in that's the past <laughs> it would it, like, I wouldn't have thought exactly what it said about you. I mean, I, I could have, yeah, I'd probably be like, I mean, just like what I say about all the other guys that have cheated on me. Mm-hmm is like yeah i get it like says more about them than me but i know that in my head but not in my heart like in my heart i would feel so much shame about that Mm -hmm. but now i'm now like i'm owning myself that i'm like i don't know i don't need to put judgment on you if you do something like that even like because I made an agreement with myself that this is what I'd be willing to risk to be myself. Yeah. And so that alone is enough. You'll never be free until you're willing to walk away. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of, I think that's why I wanted to have this conversation for my own self to hear myself voice it of like, yeah, I have to be willing to walk away from you. If, Um, if it means that you have to give up yourself yeah yes and it's one of those things like I don't know it's not like a lightly taken thing like I'm not just going to be like well Jordan's knocked off all these things on the list that uh, fulfill my need to walk away so thank you for this relationship and we'll split you know but I don't know what we'd split, but <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not like some like cold-hearted transaction. I think the thing that makes us be able to avoid that is the ability to connect with each other on a vulnerable level and yeah. be courageous about it. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I don't know, where was I going with that? Um, I don't know. Anyways. But yeah, like I, 
like we we evolved together that's why we're still together i think because we've consistently evolved together and also we are good value for each other like we're a good fit we're the right fit at the right time oh yeah we were but, talking about walking away yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> but if that value doesn't work anymore like i can walk away like if that value doesn't if if i d- am not the right fit for you anymore like i can like i can walk away from that and still feel like i'm okay yeah i mean you can think of it and this may be a little bit more enlightening of like you're the leader of your own life and your goal should be to try and live the most fulfilling life you can so if you have to let someone go to make sure that you keep that critical mission as the leader of your life, you always have to be able to make that choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, they don't realize that they are the leader of their own life. Yeah. Uh, and that's, well, that's really what I'm waking up to. Yeah. I, I'm owning it even more. I've been afraid to own it because I've been afraid of what it will cost me to be me. Yeah. And like, it was kind of one of those things for me. And I think now that we're talking about this, this is kind of enlightening too, of where some of my self-worth does come from of like, I realized where, you know, when my, long-term relationship that was really unhappy ended i was the one who made that decision and and i was the leader of my life i was going to make the decision of where it was going to go and when you do that it makes you it gives you the confidence i you know for lack of better words just to know that like yeah if i want what i want there's nobody, there should be nobody in my way except me to get it. Mm-hmm. And now kind of putting it in this terms, I mean, it makes a lot more sense being the leader of your own life. Mm-hmm. You're, you're team Jordan yeah. on the inside there. Yeah. You're leading team Jordan uh-huh. and mission critical is that you lead team Jordan to whatever success is to you. Yeah. And I'm leading team Joseph. Yeah. Fighting a good fight. Yeah, like we're our own captains. Yeah. And so this is kind of the second part of the conversation is part of me leading Team Jordan is dismantling the patriarchy from the inside out. Uh, And also not staying silent when things bother me. Mm-hmm. Like I might start awkward conversations with people we're around. Yeah. I also might, like if you're doing something that bothers me, I'll say something about it. Yeah. And, but also one of my pillars for this is that I don't want my awareness of everything that I've learned to 
turn me against men or to turn me against you, to start seeing you as my enemy. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's a rabbit hole. I think that's a really easy rabbit hole to get into, but I know I'm better than that. Like I'm wiser than that. And I, so I wanted to ask you how I can have, like if something you do bothers me, how I can have that conversation with you that invites you to listen and also Mm -hmm. invites you back to the you underneath all the patriarch all that the patriarchy has dumped Mm -hmm. on you too Mm -hmm. many good questions many good questions i'm brought back to all the things that i've learned from trying to be a leader and helping motivate people and all this kind of thing. And what I say to a lot of people when they're like, how do I, you know, ask this, like exactly what you're like, how do I do this uncomfortable thing while not, you know, poisoning the well? Yeah. And what I always tell people and what has worked for me is to be direct, but be compassionate. Because and to be somewhat tactful about it. You know, if something really like sets off, sets you off and like you, you, all your parts are firing and your protectors are going off, take a minute to like speak to them and find out what they really need so that you can address what the issue is and not try to put out a fire and catch someone off guard and fire up their protectors unnecessarily. Because giving people criticism is not always kind, but it doesn't have to be unkind. And like, I mean, this is why they have things like, you know, compliment sandwiches and all this kind of stuff, which sounds hokey, but can be useful, you know. And it can be also the way that you approach it. If like, um, and this is something you've taught me too, you know, when you approach a problem with compassion, instead of like a need for it to be fixed or for someone to change, it like arouses a different response in that person. And that's where it can be difficult sometimes because, you know, if, if I say something or somebody else says something and that triggers you, it triggers that like, oh, this is a problem that needs fixing. I'm going to fix it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to fix this problem. And the, the problem with that is that then you see people as a problem to be fixed and you lose the compassion for this is also a person that's got their own issues that they're dealing with. And why did they say this? Probably not for the reason that 
I'm telling myself they did. So, I don't know, I'm going way into the weeds with this one. But it breaks down to be direct, but with compassion. Don't sugarcoat it, but also don't put hot sauce on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm feeling like, I don't know, it got really like heady or I'm feeling really in my head. And what I really want is to feel, be more in my heart when I'm having this conversation. Mm -hmm. well, what, what's your head saying then? Well, I don't know. Just like when I was listening to you, I felt like we started talking about other people or like other, like the theory or the concept behind it. And I, and I, lost, I felt like I lost connection with you or with myself. Okay. Uh, and so what I would like is to just, I don't know, maybe, maybe take a second to get back into my heart. We don't have to, we can cut this out, but. Yeah, this is good, baby. Yeah. Because there was something that I wanted to feel when I was telling you this. Mm -hmm. That I'm having a hard time tapping into. I think I'm having a hard time expressing the weight of what I'm going through. Yeah. And I can appreciate that because this is, I think it's, I need to recognize that this is new for you. Yeah. This is not like run-of-the-mill stuff and yeah, yeah it's not it's not something that can be easily done and it's not something to take lightly and i think this is a good thing because the more you can do this from your heart the more that I don't know. This is where you can build connection. Yeah. Because I think that will, in the end, what be what brings, even if you're not talking to me, whoever you're talking with, it will bring connection between you instead of like driving a wedge. Yeah. I, um, I, I feel like, or I feel a little disconnected from you when you talk. Like um, my parts are saying, we feel like um, you're, we've, and I don't know if this is actually true or not, but we feel like you're with us in like your mind, but maybe not in like your heart. 
like mm-hmm. you sometimes are. Hmm. Uh, I don't know though. I'm trying to use nonviolent communication, and that was yeah. not nonviolent because uh, it, was, it came out like a criticism. So I take it back. I take it back. No, 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 but no, no. Move I, forward. Move uh, forward. What, what, what does your whoever need to rejoin that connection? Yeah. Because I am trying to. I mean. There's a, there is a head part and a heart part of this. Mm-hmm. And I think you nailed it by bringing up both of those two things. Um, I mean, I can, this is good for me too. Cause like, this is something I have to deal with on the daily and it is such a struggle. So maybe we can find something together that can make this easier for both of us. Yeah. As you're, you know, growing into this one and I'm, seasoning it (laughs) because there is I think it is more one of those things where like the more heart forward you can be the more that the the need that you express can be heard I so I think that's what makes me feel like um disconnected is when I hear things as concepts. Um, I think what I was hoping for in this conversation was to be honored and, and maybe to held, to be held in more curiosity or more questions or yeah, like to be asked more questions. Mm-hmm. Then and to be held more in like your space or your awareness, then to um, hear concepts or to talk about concepts like they're really good concepts, but this is such a raw experience for me that I think, yeah, what I need is to be listened to maybe, or okay. ask questions. Very good. Well, from what I've handed out, what what would you add to it? So I've given you the concept. What can you add from the heart? Hmm. Um. Because, I think you are breaking this thing open anew with kind of the ideas that you've already just offered up. And I think it's awesome. I'm really happy that, I mean, you're basically practicing what you're preaching right now. So yeah. don't worry about it. I know. Yeah, I really <laughs> don't am. worry about it. Uh, awkward conversations are always clunky. So. I think maybe, I think what I'm, what I was looking for, like the type of questions would be, um, how does this feel to say that? How does this feel to be expressing this to me? Or um, how has this, this been for you? Like coming into this or um, like, I think like deepening 
and sharing with my understanding of the experience. Because I, I think what I what I would really like to connect with you on or to feel like is that you really understand my own personal experience with this. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not sure exactly, like I have this, this feeling that I was hoping to feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm really not sure exactly like how, how to get there or like the specific things that I know when I tell you specific things, it helps. But even actually just me speaking my mind about this helps me tap into that mm-hmm. more. because I like this is it's really it feels really scary yeah what what part of it is scary or I guess what's the worst thing that could happen um I Uh, if okay um the worst thing that can happen is i'm myself i stop trying to impress you and i start speaking my mind and become too high maintenance or become too empowered (laughs) and What does that look Someone like? Someone comes along that, uh, I don't know, is a better... Is more submissive who doesn't speak their mind? Sure, yeah. <laughs> or that looks better. Like, if I stop trying to impress you, that means I stop... That means I just do whatever to my body because I want to, not because I need you to admire me anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's great yeah I'm afraid that it's great in theory but if I actually embody it mm-hmm. it won't be great well I think it's worth risking yeah because I know if it is something that bothers me or something like that that we could bring it up yeah and that's the sorry um i mean that's the like the part of this that even though i know it is scary and i definitely thank you for being honest about how scary it is um i know that you're brave enough to do it And also I know within myself that if there is something that I need to bring up that your new empowerment is challenging with me in within me or something like that, that I will. Um, I don't know. I think it's great that you're empowering yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me too. I, um, but I think like, that's the thing is like in this conversation, I don't want to, I don't want you to convince me that you're not going to abandon me. 
Yeah. I'm not saying that you are, but like that, like I'm doing this, I'm empowering myself regardless. Mm -hmm. That feels good. Hell yeah. It feels scary, but good. Like I'm breaking like big time survival patterns. Break them. Yeah. I am rent them asunder. I, I, I'm also afraid <laughs> of challenging the patriarchy in you. Yeah, I know. And there's definitely parts of me that are like, oh man, here we go. Like, because I, I don't know, I don't think all of my parts fully recognize how deep the the influence of growing up in I don't know today's society has like warped who I am. But like we've talked before, and I mean this is kind of what I was getting at before is like I know that you will be kind. Yeah. And Do, are you afraid that um, by embracing your power that you won't be kind? No. I am happier when I'm kind. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's a win for me. Yeah. But I will say, even just like in this conversation, asking for what I need, trying to get clear about what I need, even if it's just a feeling, I have so many protectors in me or parts yeah. of me that are like, oh my God, the guys listening to this podcast are going to be like, she's just talking about <laughs> her feelings. She wants to feel something, of course. She has no idea what she's talking about. He just has to sit here and like try to figure it out. Story of my life. Like, I have these parts of me that are yeah. already criticizing myself mm -hmm. for what I've done in this, yeah. in this actual conversation. And I mean, that's the magic. Like, that's what I think is super about this conversation is I have those same things and I have been literally thinking those same thoughts, but it's just like, this is what they need to hear. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I think we're trying to be compassionate to each other. <laughs> yeah. And like for all the other people too, like this isn't a, I don't think we're trying to like call anybody out or like, you know, make some example or, or anything like that. But I don't know. I don't know what uh, what do you say to those parts when yeah, they think those thoughts I know well I mean first of all it's kind of a sign that I'm really doing it like I really am stepping out I really mm -hmm. am um, owning how I feel and and honoring the feminine I think that's like men and women are different, but male qualities are so much more honored in our society. Male qualities of, uh, I don't know, being polished or strategic, cognitive, and 
the qualities of females of or the feminine energy of like intuition and feel and emotions and like connection and relationship. Like that's what I'm asking for in this conversation. And immediately I had so many protectors shame me for asking for that or making that a priority, making my feminine a priority. Yeah. And so what I would say to those protectors is I know that we live in a world where this isn't valued and i'm i'm not supposed to be asking for what i need if it's not uh something masculine or straightforward or what the masculine wants yeah or what the masculine wants exactly Mm -hmm. but this is the exact point like this is us embodying what is alive in us and taking care of what's alive in us. And so um, like, this is what I commit to doing for myself. I will be criticized by men probably. And probably by some women. I don't know. I'll probably be criticized from by men as well. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm not shutting you down and putting you in your place. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm allowing you to speak your truth and to listen and to consider and and hear what you're trying to say. Yeah. And I really am trying. Yeah. And I feel that. That's kind of the thing of awkward conversations. Alexa, off. <laughs> Thanks, Alexa. Yeah. Breaking the tension. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing that I find sometimes too with conversations is, you know, they say conversations are a two-way path. But yeah, it's awkward to like be the one conversating one direction, but it's also sometimes awkward to be the one receiving the conversation as well and like sorting out your parts and Mm -hmm. listening and then hearing what the other person needs. So yeah, but like you did, you were... Um, what do I say? Like, it's hard to hear what the other person. No, 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 no. Um, when you brought up that you weren't being heard the way you wanted or whatever, um, you were concise, but you were also, you weren't unkind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I want. Like, how do I invite you? How do I speak about what I need in a way that's inviting to you? I think there was some some times in there where it came out like criticism more than I more than I wanted it to. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but like I want to work on that here at the beginning. I don't. I'm just starting to find my own language and stuff for things too. But I do want to commit to being kind to you and to inviting you and all of your parts into this yeah but i was afraid to say something because i didn't want to make i don't know you feel shame or anything about like that how you were carrying the conversation was wrong exactly like i didn't i think i might have came across like that did it come across like that well I think more what I was 
what my parts were, were, um, I mean, you know me, I ramble and I can get on my high horse real quick. Um, but that I wasn't hearing what you were needing or that I didn't understand what you were asking for. And so that was a bummer, but that's where the, you know, listening part comes in where it's like, okay, well, I thought I knew what the expectation was, but now let's listen and see if we can find what's really going on. Mm -hmm. And we're doing better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling that feeling that I was hope to fe hoping to feel. Well, hooray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, What's going uh, on? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. This I didn't expect this conversation to be a little microcosm of. There you go. Everything I was talking about. There you go. What better way? Yeah. And the, uh, one of the th things as I was listening to you say that something that sparked in me was like. Yeah, I I don't want it to come across like you should have known better or that you should have known because I didn't express what I was needing at all. Like I, I expressed it when I expressed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's sometimes how it goes. Like you ask a question and then the question or the, the answerer takes your question in a different direction. And you're like, uh oh, let's reel us in. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate you staying with me Yeah. through that. Takes practice. Yeah, but that that is such a skill I hope I never take for granted that you have because it's a really big deal. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Bebe. Yeah. And I hope you never take for granted the importance of speaking up team jordan yeah oh that's what i did yeah. i spoke up for team jordan yay <laughs> good job wow what else does team jordan need to say oh well, well thank you for asking um i feel <laughs> i actually feel really complete and connected with you and i'm feeling really aware that uh i want to ask like how you're feeling and if uh i don't know if there is any other place you want to take this conversation because my needs have really been met about the emotional stuff so mm -hmm. if you wanted to share any of your awesome insights or if that ship has sailed i don't know <laughs> but i feel complete that's all i wanted to say and i want i'm feeling aware of tending to your needs now uh, no all i want to say is i'm proud of you and i think this is uh this is a critical step. And what I really got from this one that I think is really fun is that the more that you embrace this part in yourself, the more I can not only, you know, embrace that in me, but can also make it larger because, you know, the, the hot, the, the concept of having the heart and the the, the mind part of this thing is like one of those where it's like, well, yeah, duh, but like, I never thought about it like that. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, at least in that language, because the thing that I have learned from, you know, 
having these kind of hard conversations where you have to be direct but kind is it's just such a, a fumble fuck when you're doing it and you're just like, yeah. I don't think I'm doing this right. And like, I'm like getting my message across and then you walk away and you're like, ah, that was a fucking mess. And then you see the positive changes happen or you see the like change in a person because you spoke your need. Yeah. Or you get greater understanding between you and somebody else. Or, I don't know, even sometimes you can empower people by being straight with them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I run into this, I ran into this today where, you know, you, you can highlight for someone like, hey, you're your own worst enemy. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person, but it means you're holding yourself back. And I need you to work on that because I want to help you succeed, Mm -hmm. but I can't do that for you. Mm -hmm. And it's those kind of things where you're just like, man, this could go south real quick, (laughs) (laughs) but taking the chance is way better than just playing small Mm -hmm. or, you know, not saying anything. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. the part of being a leader. Being courageous. Yeah. Taking the risk. As you're saying that, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if part part of why me embracing my womanhood or like challenging the patriarchy isn't that scary, doesn't seem that scary to you, because you're kind of doing that in your own way of writing the script of the man and the leader you want to be. Yeah regardless of what the patriarchy says you should. Well, yeah, I mean, I have compassion for all the the men and women in my life who've had to deal with this architecture that we call the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't know who it helps. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sure you can say it has given me a lot of privilege and I can't really deny that, but has it helped me be a better person or live a more fulfilling life? That's, that's a little bit harder to sell. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Yes. I am not afraid of you challenging the patriarchy baby because you and me both. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> that feels so, I feel so connected and alive when you say that. Yeah. And for everyone listening, think about that. When has the patriarchy really helped you and made your life better? Yeah. Even guys. Like this is more than, more than, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say more than women, but <laughs> guys, take a deep dive and ask when you were valued by the patriarchy and made to feel like you were important mm-hmm. or needed yeah. or valued. I probably said value twice, but. But it's a big deal. <laughs> or that you belonged. Ooh, that you were connected with yourself. That you were connected with yourself or your friends yeah. or your boss or your dad or your grandpa yeah. <laughs> or your brother. Yeah. 
so what do they what do they do with that information or that awareness? For now, be aware. Mm-hmm. And we'll get back to that. Yeah, I'd be I'd be interested in having a whole episode on you talking about that. We shall do that because yeah. it's about goddamn goddamn time. <laughs> Anyways, baby, thank you for being you. Oh my god, same. Yeah. Thank you for honoring me, even though, and like, and, and entering into hard conversations with me or like awkward, what do you call it? Fumble, fumble fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I really <laughs> liked that. Um, yeah. And thank you for hearing me. I feel like understood and heard and connected with you and like this is a journey that we're doing together. I think this is why I wanted to share it with you is because I've always thought deep down unconsciously that if I chose myself, I would have to be alone. Yeah. Um, Like even that's also an equal fear of like even if you don't abandon me i would be if I, w- I was afraid that if i choose myself in this journey and if you and if you stop evolving or if you or i you know whatever it is if you don't want to let go of the script the patriarchy has, has given you mm-hmm. or or a script that hurts me or something in some way like i will have to choose myself yeah and i it it but what i hope what my deepest hope is that we can do this together like this can be a journey that we do together i think that's what makes a good relationship yeah and this is what that's what this is all about yeah it is but i really admire and respect how courageous you are to evolve with me because that's something that you have always done as you've always evolved along with me you've prompted me to evolve and i've prompted you to evolve and you've done it like we've always been in this together well the only thing i can say is that you've always given me the choice but you've also also show me the benefit Mm. and i love you yeah yeah that makes it easy yeah yeah i don't know how i did all that but i'm glad i did (laughs) don't worry about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay well i feel complete with this one how do you feel i feel complete okay Love you, Bebe. Love you, too. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Heart is a Muscle podcast. If you'd like more information about what we talked about, or if you'd like to know more about the talented Jordan James, you can find her work at... You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, My handle is at JustJordanJames. And my name, Jordan, is spelled with an I-N, so it's J-O-R-D-I-N. So uh, Twitter and Instagram, at JustJordanJames. You can also find me on my website, which is JordanJames.com. 
I also write on Medium quite a bit. So my profile on Medium is at Jordan James. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you next time.